0: Welcome to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. Eastern Illinois pitcher Hayden Birdsong was selected in the sixth round of this year's Major League Baseball draft by the San Francisco Giants. We catch up with Hayden on one of his off days as he is down in Arizona preparing for an abbreviated first season of professional baseball. He gives us some insight on the draft process, why he chose EIU, and what the early days of his indoctrination to the Giants organization have been like. We are now in our third season of EIU Panthers podcast. This is episode 83 in our series, and you can listen to any of our previous archived episodes wherever you download your podcast. Simply search EIU Panthers podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio Podcast, and now Amazon Podcast. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of EIU Panther Athletics. Want to learn more about broadband options for your home or business? To visit Consolidated.com today. Nearly all of EIU fall sports teams have now reported to campus with the Panther women's soccer team already having played one exhibition match with two more on tap this week. EIU opens the regular season on Thursday, August 18th at home. EIU men's soccer plays an exhibition road match this weekend before a midweek home match next week. EIU football opens the season on September 1 in Northern Illinois. The home opener is September 10th, and season and single game tickets are now on sale. Check EIUpanthers.com for more information and ways to purchase. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with recent Major League Baseball draft selection, Hayden Birdsong. (laughs) And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. We are joined today by Hayden Birdsong. Hayden is a former EIU baseball player, most recently on the team this past spring, was selected in the minor league baseball draft by the San Francisco Giants. And he's joining us from down in Arizona where he said it's hot and it's an adjustment he's had to make. So congratulations, um, Hayden, and thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you having me.
0: Now for you, um, I guess we'll kind of start for those that don't know you a little bit, a Mattoon kid. So just grew up, um, you know, eight, 10 miles away from the EIU campus. I know your family has some, some connections to to EIU. So you, you've kind of always been around Eastern as a whole, but when you came out of high school in Mattoon, you went to Lakeland College to start with, and then the opportunity to come to Eastern what was it like to, I guess, to make that decision? Um, I've, I've had, interviewed a few a few other people that are kind of local kids and always interested to see, you know, sometimes they want to get out of Coles County and explore life. And then sometimes they, they want to stay here. What, what, was, what attracted you to stay in Coles County?
1: Well, honestly, I kind of just took the first thing that popped up because it was the COVID year and I didn't really know what was going to happen. Okay. And I liked it at Lakeland, but at the same time we weren't very good. So we had two wins and fifteen losses or something. And I was like, I wanna win again. And then we kinda just decided, hey, I'm just gonna take the offer I got and head to Eastern, keep me keep me close to home because I haven't really hadn't been away from home until obviously now. So that was basically the only decision I had was do I want to pull the trigger now or do I want to wait it out and bet on myself and hope something bigger comes or just get less than what I got.
0: Now you mentioned that the COVID year and you, you kind of got wrapped up right in the middle of that. You were playing junior college baseball during those things. And so that, that probably, like you just said, limited some of the opportunities, teams didn't get to really see um, the players that were out there, either from a draft perspective or even from, an opportunity for four-year colleges to recruit kids so I guess what was that process like in terms of not having I guess a big sample size of college uh, work to show coach coaches when you were trying to be recruited
1: um so I actually what was funny is that I like committed to go to Eastern before COVID like was a thing okay like, before it actually like started and I was like okay I was like, well, that kind of works out now. So I get an extra year now. I still technically have four years at a full four-year college. So I was, like, excited. But I was also getting recruited by other other schools. But it was kind of as soon as it happened, as soon as COVID stopped or, like, started, as soon as it started in, what was it, 2019? It 2020. 2020. As soon as that started, it kind of just shut down every, all communication with a lot of people and especially with, like, it was hard for them to recruit, obviously, because they didn't know who played what, and that's why everybody obviously got their year back, and that changed a lot of schools programs.
0: Now, for you, growing up in Mattoon, like we said, just eight or ten miles away, Julio Godinez was your college coach at, at Lakeland. He had been an assistant at Eastern, so he was able to probably, somebody you could kind of pick his brain a little bit about how the program was set up, but how familiar were you with Eastern's program, and in particular with with Jason Anderson being also kind of a, an area kid and, and a guy that, that pitched in the big leagues?
1: Um, honestly, I didn't know a bunch about it. I talked to Julio, obviously, and he said it would be a really good fit for you, for me, but um, I didn't know a lot about Jason. I knew of him because I, I knew he was a big leaguer or whatever from around here for the Yankees, all that stuff, and heard they, they had been winning. And then I heard Will Klein got drafted. And that kind of was like, okay, so they get people to where they need to be. So that kind of, I don't know, got my attention and made me decide I kind of wanted to go there.
0: Now you talk about that. Will Klein got drafted during the COVID year, a fifth-round draft pick. Eastern's kind of had a had a cycle here. You've continued that of, of guys the last couple of years that, that have been drafted. Trey Sweeney, of course, last year, drafted in the first round by the Yankees and then yourself this year. What does it mean to kind of be the the next in the, the line of Eastern guys that have gotten that opportunity to go play professional baseball?
1: Uh, to me, it means a lot. It keeps – I mean, obviously, I'm not – I could I could have went back this year. And it's not on my mind that I went to the draft because it keeps like the streak of guys getting drafted from Eastern every year. Obviously, that wasn't on my mind when it happened. But it's kind of cool to think about that there's been however many in a row, what is it, four or five in a row that's been drafted the past five years. And it's. I'm just – I'm part of that. It's really cool, I think. Nothing's really set in yet. I don't think it'll get – else it'll all set into my head till I start playing games It'll get really real.
0: <laughs> now for you, you talked about, you had, you had the option to come back. You mentioned two, just two years, you pitched here at Eastern, you pitched the year at, at Lakeland with COVID year. So you, technically you, you had an opportunity maybe even to come back for two more years of college baseball. If you wanted to, how prepared were you? And I, I don't even know exactly how this process works. How prepared were you to get a call this year to be drafted was that something that kind of caught you off guard or had maybe the some scouts and other people you know and said hey you know maybe there, there, there may be an opportunity for us to to look at you if we need have a need
1: um yeah so i was i was prepared but i wasn't prepared that early i was prepared to go maybe later in the first 10 rounds so like eight nine or ten okay and i was expecting that and if not that then i was expecting the last 10 rounds obviously and then I don't know if I was it just depended on the situation if I was going to take it or go back to school because I obviously still had two more years of school left but I was very caught off guard when they ended up calling me early and I was like oh wow this is legit like, it was it was just my my advisor called me and was like hey they could take you here blah 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 just be ready and then, like a pick before he calls me and was like hey you're gonna be a giant I was like what and then it just, my name popped up on the screen and it just got really crazy after that.
0: Now, walk people through that. I guess we're going to, a couple of different questions we'll have here, but how does Hello? that process work? Can you hear me there still, Caden? Okay. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, do, you froze for a second.
0: Okay, sorry about that. How does that the, walk people you through kind of how that process works here a little bit in terms of if you're watching it at home or you see it on the internet, it is you're You're getting that call, I'm assuming, before you see it up on the the TV screen, so it it doesn't catch you as the the person off guard, but maybe your friends and family don't know about it.
1: Yeah, correct. So I didn't so I didn't know that I was going to be a giant to the pick before to front the twenty ninth pick of the sixth round. I didn't know. I had no idea until my advisor called me and say, "Hey, look for the next pick." they're going to take you here. And I was like, what? And then it popped up and everybody, I just like pointed at the screen because I didn't know either. And I was still on the phone and everybody looked at the screen and my name popped up and it was, nobody knew. It was, it was crazy. It's a very fast experience. It was, it was fun.
0: Now, I guess the other next follow-up to that is kind of take people through how that day works for you. Last year, Trey, Jason Anderson, had told me that Trey was getting to fly to, to New York, or I guess it was in Las Vegas. And so we had an idea he was going to be drafted in the first round or maybe high in the, in the second round when they fly you out there for that. So his experience a little bit different than yours. Did you kind of sit around with the, with the family that day or were you, you know, out on the golf course or out, you know, working a summer job when, when you get that call?
1: Yeah. So I, I was sitting around with the, with the family because I my uh, advisor, I had just came from summer ball, so the day before that Sunday, that Sunday I drove back from Wisconsin, so I was playing up in the Northwoods League, and that was the middle of the draft. I didn't watch any of the draft the first day, and then the next day my advisor said, hey, make sure you watch it today. Go, go see your family, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So we just kind of hung out. My dad's friend came over. We just sat there and Watch the draft all day, and then he goes just be ready for a phone call. And he said, "Okay, sounds good." And obviously got a phone call. So we were—I was prepared to go that day, but if not, then I was going to do the same thing all over the next day. So
0: and then the next part—and I not to have you divulge any of your your personal information here—but the people that kind of don't know a lot about the draft, but know a little bit about sports, they're—they have a, a essentially a salary range of what they want to offer picks per round, yeah. per team, or mm-hmm. things like that. You having the opportunity to come back to school for another year or two gives you a little bit of, I guess, negotiation power. When you get that call, in your mind, do you kind of have a number that, hey, look, if they offer me you know, X amount of dollars, then I'm going to go play professional baseball. But if not, then I know I can always fall back and still play college baseball for another year or two.
1: Yeah, so that's exactly what went through my head. So basically me and my advisor set up, set a number. We were like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. We're going to set this number. And if they can't reach it, you're going to go back to school and we're going to see what you get next year. Or you're just going to take whatever you get next year. Cause obviously that's the last year I have leverage. So this year I had a little bit more leverage because they knew I'd go back to school. So they were like, we could steal him this year and keep him from going back to school and get him to develop here instead of making him go back to school, which was a big deal to me because I could have got a degree this year, I would have finished, I would have graduated, and I could have got drafted. So it would have been like it would have been really nice, but obviously the money was right and it was where I wanted to go and it worked out perfectly.
0: Now, um your favorite team now is, of course, going to be the San Francisco Giants because that's who drafted you. but I'm being a a central Illinois kid, I'm gonna guess that if you would have had a dream team and like like I said, not nothing against the Giants, maybe yes. that's who it is. but my guess is who did you grow up as a the team that that you thought you know when you're that little kid playing over in your backyard, Mattoon that hey, one day I'm gonna get drafted by this team and get to pitch pitch for them in the big leagues.
1: um it was definitely the Cubs. No offense to you, Cardinal fans, but it would have definitely been a Cub. Could have been, would have been cool, but you know what? Works out however it works out.
0: Now, this for the since the Giants drafted you, and people may not understand how the process works. There are several different people that kind of see you from all these different teams throughout the course of the year. Um, anybody that's been to a college baseball game, they'll see that you know the eight, nine, ten guys behind the the dugout or behind home plate with the with the radar gun had you had conversations with people in the giants organization during the course of the year or did this one kind of come out of left field to you
1: um that they had been talking to anderson actually that's he told me after the draft he goes "Yeah, they were the ones that were hot, hot on your tail just been talking to me asking about me and all that stuff and then i actually they called me the middle of summer it was it was before the season ended and they asked me to go to a workout which helped them out a lot which i think that's what helped a lot and then obviously and i went to a workout over there in grand park in indiana and through for them whatever i think that helped a little bit they got to see me i talked to the local scout there and then we just kind of hit it off from there and they ended up being perfect and again just it was perfect
0: Okay. Now, for that, as we mentioned, you you had an opportunity to do that. You did mention already that before the draft, you had gone up and and had played in the Northwoods League. I know talking to to Coach Anderson, you pitched a lot during the regular season. So they had you kind of, I want to say on an inning count or a a pitch count during the summer, really to kind of shut you down and, and save your arm for the fall and for next year. What was that process like? Did you have did you have additional scouts kind of see you up there or did, were you just kind of playing carefree up there for the summer knowing that hey I'm only going to pitch you know six games 18 innings something like that for the summer and then I'm then I kind of have some time off
1: yeah so I honestly so I was on a full I went there knowing I was on like a full contract not thinking anything about the draft before once I signed the contract and it was like hey I'm coming up to where the Lakeshore Chinooks I had no idea anything about the draft. I didn't even know I was draft eligible until halfway through the season, which is crazy to me. And then um so I got up there, wasn't really thinking anything about it, started throwing. I was on a full contract, so that means I'm from the beginning to the end, paid the full amount whatever it was. And so I was up there, started out really fast. It was like the third game of the season. I threw and then like Another three days I threw again and I was just racking up innings and then it slowed down. And then I ended up going on vacation. And right after vacation, they wanted me to come back one more time. And, but Anderson told me I shouldn't throw anymore because there's nothing else I need to do because you got to whatever 15 some odd innings. So I was at like 60 innings on the year from out of the bullpen. And that means I probably got hot more than obviously a lot of people. which isn't great on the arm, but it worked out in the end. And then the next week after, like it was, I went on vacation from July 1st to July 10th, I think something like that. And then the next week I came back, went up to Lakeshore, told them my coach doesn't want me to throw anymore. Just save my arm just because I can throw in the fall. And then, so I threw one more outing there. And then the next day was the draft. And it was like, everything was so fast and i was moving back and forth and it just it got really crazy for a while but it was it was fun
0: now as we mentioned you're you're doing the podcast with us from in arizona right now so you're down Mm -hmm. there the i guess take people through the process of you you get drafted i guess about two three weeks ago now it it all kind of runs together here maybe in, in your mind and was the conversation after you guys agree to terms is how quickly can you pack your car and drive? I'm I'm guessing you're down in the Tucson Mesa Phoenix area down there. And will you play games? What is the next step in the process for you during this first season of minor league baseball?
1: So it's actually really confusing because I didn't know anything about it, but so obviously there's high, there's, single A, which is high low A or low A, high, and then there's double A, and then there's triple A, and then obviously the major leagues. So there I what I didn't know is that there's an Arizona league that they have for all the it's basically rookie ball. It's just a bunch of younger kids, a lot of like a lot of like Hispanic kids that are from like Dominican or Venezuela that come over and they're all really young, but they are here to play obviously and they sign a deal and do whatever. Same thing we're doing, but they basically bring us to Arizona. We work out, they get us ramp back up, ready for game, like to play a game. And next week, I believe is my first outing. I don't know if it's kind of confusing right now because I've thrown like two bullpens and another like super crazy bullpen too much, too much technology for me, but um, it's been, yeah it's been crazy. I have a game next week and then after that, I don't know exactly how it works. I don't know after this season's over, so this season ends July no august twenty third this this season ends august twenty third so I don't know if we get sent back home after that and that's our off season or if all of us new draftees are staying here and we're playing in another league because This league right now, it's called the ACL. And it's, um, there's two teams. There's an orange and a black team for the Giants, obviously. And then there's two teams for almost all of the other teams around here. We're in the Phoenix, like Scottsdale area. So there's a bunch of teams around here as well, but it's only a few because obviously some are in Florida and some are on the other opposite side of like Phoenix and stuff. We don't play them that often, but We just kind of travel around here. It's like they're all like 30, 40-minute drives, not too bad. And we just play them in games over and over again and just kind of see what happens.
0: Okay. Now, for you, we'll kind of backtrack a little bit to to this past year. You mentioned when you were at Lakeland, you guys didn't have some of that success. You come to Eastern, you guys end up having back-to-back winning years. You pitched two different seasons, and your first year – kind of were still developing into that college player getting that Division One experience, really kind of broke out this past season, earned first-team all-conference honors. Between that first and second year at Eastern, what was maybe changed for you in terms of maybe your approach or mentality to the game that you think helped set yourself up for some of this success?
1: Um, Truthfully, I knew I had this stuff that first year. I knew I had it to do what I wanted to do. But I wasn't mentally there. I wasn't ready to be on the mound and just be the guy to walk up there and say I'm better than all of you and say, screw you, here's what I got. But this year I kind of came out and was like, all right, let's see what happens. My first outing was a struggle, which was – honestly, I was really mad about that, but it just happened. I threw at Little Rock, started that game, and then after that I didn't start the rest of the year which didn't, didn't really help my confidence, but got, got back into it, was a little mad because I hadn't been throwing, and then eventually I started coming out of the bullpen and just kind of shutting everything down. I was kind of the guy, hey, we got an inning here, we're tied, or we're up one, just go, just strike everybody out, see what happens. And so that's kind of just what my role was. And then later in the season, kind of got stretched out, and it just became a mindset to be like, hey, let's try to finish a game. It wasn't just, hey, let's try to get a zero here. It's let's finish a game. So it kind of jumped from let's just try to get a zero on the board to let's finish the game. Let's win a game. Let's see what we can do to move on to this next game and be ahead in a series.
0: Now for you, you mentioned that you were you started the year as a, a starter then kind of were a middle bullpen guy and then at the end of the year really kind of became the, the closer for the Panthers. Any indications from your your quick conversations right now with the Giants organization as to where they may want to use you in terms of role or is that something that kind of still plays itself out over the next couple months to even maybe a couple of years?
1: Um, honestly, I don't really know as of now. I don't know what they plan on doing. I think it's right now probably come out of the bullpen because all of us new guys are coming, obviously coming off of a little break from baseball. So I would say we're just going to come out of the bullpen and try to get some innings in and just see what happens. So I don't, I don't know what their plan is right now.
0: Okay. And then for Hayden, for you, like two years here at Eastern grew up as a, like a, a Mattoon kid, as we mentioned maybe favorite memory i know you not a lot of time at eastern here but kind of favorite memory from your your time playing over the last two seasons as a panther
1: um honestly my favorite my favorite memory is actually it's kind of weird because we play i didn't even throw that great it wasn't about my success it was more just the team success we um it was my first year at Eastern. We went and played Kansas State earlier in the year, and we ended up taking two from them. And it was super, like, it was just cool. I was like, oh, like we're good. Like, I'm thinking, we're really good. We just beat a big 12 school. And obviously, we, we had so many injuries that year that it just didn't work out. But that was just, uh, it was super exciting. That place was super cool. And obviously, coming from Eastern, the facilities aren't, aren't like that. So it's like, I'm not used to it. So now seeing like seeing that and playing there, it was crazy to me. Like we just beat that team. And we like, It was just crazy. That's probably my favorite moment as a Panther. All
0: right. Well, Hayden, we do appreciate your time. I know this is your off day down there. Um, thanks for taking some time kind of yeah. sharing how the process worked for the draft. And congratulations once again. And best of luck to you moving forward with the Giants.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I <laughs> love